0: We're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ogi Ugwe, the lead pastor of Circle Church International. He envisions all men living Christ-centered lives. Be blessed as you listen. Welcome to service. Welcome to service. I hope you enjoyed the ministration by Prested Worship. Um, Where you're seated, I'd just like us to sing a little bit before we start, before we go into the teaching. Just pray the language of the Holy Ghost a little bit first. Thank you Lord Jesus carte borate acte liboco Shatan de Lebaca sala da de le ton de rotebe chipaca zabra acte lido sopra e Rouan Talabar rabaté copo rote Rontaga rabate rabaté kopo rabaté l'ombre que tellezoton de kebe jotopokote roi pateke zontolabozopre de la dia a roi de gozonte rudodo gojet de de beleta reine de 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 thank you lord jesus thank you because you are fortress you are strength thank you jesus oh hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord there's a song that has been on my mind all week and the song says leave jesus high leave jesus high lift him up for the world to see he said if i be lifted high above the earth i will draw all men unto me lift jesus higher lift jesus higher lift him up for the world to see He said, if I be lifted high above the earth, I will draw all men unto me. This is the testimony of your Christianity that if Jesus is lifted high in your life, above every concern of the earth, above every situation, above every worry, he will draw men unto him. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Yes, our king is lifted high. Oh, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Yes, our King is lifted high, Hosanna. Lord, you reign, forever you're the same. Adama turugi mama, mama you lifted me, and you gave me a song. my Mamma mama, Oko. Oh, okoro E mama e Jemono oh mama e narekele naro Sosa Gibuchimo bichi mo agama mama thank you Lord Jesus Father we thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you for all that you are to us. Thank you because in you we live and move and have our being. Thank you because there is none other like you. We've searched through all eternity and we found that, Lord, you are faithful and your love never ends. You've proven to be our invaluable friend. You are protector. You cover our soul. Your mercies and your grace you unfold in our lives. Thank you because your love is our keeper and we stand on your word alone. You are a defender. Lord, we can stand on our own. We, we depend on you each day to provide for us, to keep us, to, to show us the way. Father, we thank you. We pray that as we go into this service, we pray that as we go into this teaching, that Lord, you will open our eyes to see you for who you want us to see you as. And that we will learn to trust in you a little bit more in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Alright, welcome to service. Um, Before I go into my teaching as it is my custom, say hi to five people around you. Get up from your seats, walk around you and say good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning to those in the comment section, say hi to five people in the comment section and say, good morning, it's nice to have you here, it's nice to have you here in church, it's nice to have you around for the teaching, amen. Remember that this is still church, even if it's online, the same amount of commitment is still required from you, and this would mean that you are supposed to sit up on your bed, you are supposed to sit up on your chair, get up Get a pen, get a jotter, write things down. And when I say jotter, I don't just mean any random piece of paper. I actually mean your church notes. Because I believe that right now, God is about to actually speak a word for someone's life that will change your life forever. And I want you to say a loud amen. I want you to say this confession with me. That as I hear the word of God, I want you to say that. That as I hear the word of God right now, my mind is changed. My life is changed. I will never be the same in the name of Jesus. I'm edified and Jesus is glorified. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. We've been doing a series on the book of Acts. All right. We've been going through the book of Acts, but then the Lord will have us go some other way. And if you're just new to Circle Churches, the way we do things. We start. And then if the Lord says, move now, we move because we do things as God directs us to do. The Lord will have us go some other way. During the course of the week, the Lord told me what I wanted to teach on is fortress. I wanted to teach on fortress. And basically, what I'm talking to you today about is how God is your protector, how God is your keeper. Hallelujah. How God is your keeper. Listen, by way of introduction to this teaching, let me say this that God will painstakingly reveal himself to us, not to, not so that he can get some level of validation from us as believers. Because you see, when human beings reveal themselves to other humans, it is for validation's sake. It is so that people can know that this is who you are. So when you try to do good things, there is an atom of validation that you are still seeking in your doing good things. But when God reveals himself as good, it is not for his sake. It is for our sakes. It's so that we can see Him. And so you look through the Old Testament. And while God could have revealed Himself as the Maker, and that's it, that's enough. He chose to reveal Himself at several points as several things, as several personalities. Why? Because those personalities, He wanted the children of Israel to know that not only am I your Maker, I can also be your healer. Not only am I your maker, I am your righteousness. Not only am I your father, I am your keeper. Not only am I your father, I am your protector. Hallelujah. And a story comes to mind, a very, very important story. And it's the story of the Exodus. That is the movement of the children of Israel from Egypt to the promised land. And when they had just left Egypt, after God showed himself strong, and mighty through the plagues in the land of Egypt. He had revealed himself as the deliverer of the children of Israel. That could have been enough. God could have stopped there and nobody would have questioned him. I mean, think about it. He delivered them from Egypt. But the Bible says that while they were going, he sent an angel to go before them as a pillar of cloud by day and as a pillar of fire by night. You see, you must understand, the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire were there to serve two purposes. Number one, a provision purpose and a protection purpose. Because you see, as a pillar of cloud by day, it provided everything they could need from the daylight. it provided, provided the um, atmospheric pressure so they had enough air, enough wind to go through. And then I can imagine that it provided rain, water for them. Because, you see, the dew comes from the cloud. Do you see that? It provided all of that. And then because they were traveling through the desert in the night time, the fire will provide warmth for them. The fire will provide light for them. At the same time, it will provide protection for them. So, God was very, very interested in their protection. He was interested in their provision. And that's why this teaching is called Fortress. Because you see, a fortress is not just built for protection's sake. A fortress is a set a structure that a person can go in and he is protected and provided for. Oh, glory to God. He is protected and provided for. And that's important. That's important. God will have you know that he is your fortress. Not only is he interested in saving you, he will protect you and provide for you. And all you need to do is stay. Oh, glory to God. The world is in a turmoil at the moment. Most people are out of businesses at the moment. Most people are out of jobs at the moment. But God will have you know that he is the protector. Flip your Bibles open to Psalm 91 with me. Psalm 91 with me. Come on now, come on now. Let's read Psalm 91 from verse one. He says, "He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High says, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty." Listen. The image is this. Oh, he says, "He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow." I want you to imagine it. Imagine it, imagine it on a sunny day you go and look for a large tree and you stay under the shadow to protect you from the scorching sun. And the bigger the tree, the better the protection. Now what's better than the creator of the whole world who uses the earth as his footstool? If you are under the shadow of the Almighty, nothing can get to you. But it doesn't stop there. In case you don't understand, he says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. He says, in him will I trust. This is powerful. The Lord is your refuge. The Lord is your fortress. That is, in the Lord, you find protection. Also, in the Lord, you find provision. Because, you see, a fortress is only a fortress because it is stocked enough to provide. It reminds me, It reminds me of when the coronavirus was just announced and then it was declared a pandemic and people were running helter skelter. Everybody tried to make a fortress out of their homes. So what you do is you go out and you stock food in the house. You stock food, you stock tissue paper. I don't understand why we're stocking tissue paper anyways. But you stock tissue paper, you stock food. You try to make sure that you have a variety of options when it came to food. So you want to have things that you can munch on so you don't finish the essential food. But basically everybody was trying to make their house into a fortress. Where they are protected from the virus and provided for during the pandemic. But the Bible says that the Lord is your fortress. All glory to God. Listen, believer, I want this to be your mentality. God is your fortress. God is your protector and your provider. Oh, in Psalm 3, verse 3, David says it like this He says, You are a shield for me. You are my glory, and you are the lifter up of my head. Ooh, there's a song we used to sing when we were younger. It says, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know that he holds my future. My life is worth a living just. Because he lives. Hallelujah. David says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. In him will I trust. Listen, where do you place your trust in this season? Some people place their trust in the security of their jobs. May I let you know that the job can walk away. But listen, God's promise to you is not that you will have a job. Hey, hey, hey. God's promise to you is not that you're going to get a job. God's promise to you is that you will be provided for. We said the God of Elijah that sends ravens in deserts. Are you listening to what I'm saying? God's promise to you is not that you will have a job, it's that you will be provided for. Look at this. Jesus sent his disciples out. And when they came back, he said, when I sent you out, did you lack anything? They said, no, sir. Oh, glory. David said, my refuge and my fortress. In whom will I trust? You know, the problem is, a lot of us want to dictate for God how He will provide for us. A lot of us want to dictate for God how He will protect us. A lot of us want to dictate for God what He will do to protect us. But listen, brothers and sisters, God's promise to you is not that He will go through your means and your own way. But guess what? He is your protector and your provider. There's a song a friend of mine wrote, and it says, Helper, provider, provider. Healer, you are my daddy. That's your daddy. That's your dad. That's your God. The God that creates a way in the wilderness. The God that creates a way to walk in the river. That's the God that you serve. The God that causes water to fall out of rock. Listen. Oh, listen. Let me tell you. When God does those spectacular things, God does them not because he doesn't know And any other way to do it, But he does it for your faith. Consider that when they prayed for water to drink, God could have just made it rain. Have you thought about that? It could have just rained. And if it rained, there's water everywhere. But God decided to prove that he is the one that makes impossible situations pleasant for those that trust in him. And so he called forth water out of a rock. Listen, the moisture content of that kind of a rock is almost zero. There is no water inside, sir. Oh, glory, there is no water inside. Now, if it was some technology he used, if he said, okay, what I want you to do is mine the rock. When you get to the core of the rock, deploy some straws so that it can sap the water out. Using, you know, maybe osmosis or some technological. No. He told him, strike the rock. Speak. In fact, he told Moses, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. A lot of you downplay the instructions of God, especially in times of crisis like this. You say, God, provide for me. God says, I want you to speak. You say, no, 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 no. God, I want you to send somebody that will give me money. But God is saying, speak to the rock. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In periods like this, learn to put your trust in God. And don't try to dictate what means that He will provide or protect you through. A lot of us give up the the supernatural because we are expecting the spectacular. Imagine if Moses refused to interact with that rock. Imagine if God said, speak to the rock, and Moses looked at the rock and said, rock, water, what correlation does rock have with water? God, stop joking, bring rain. Imagine those people would have died of thirst. But what I have realized is that in following God, there must be an amount of trust in his ability, in his instructions. That what he said he will do, he will do. And God has told you, he is your refuge, he is your fortress, he is your protector, he is your provider. You can bank on that. So God says to Moses, Say to the rock, say to the rock. My mentor was saying this in a service, in a sermon a couple of days ago. To the world, talk is cheap but not to the believer. To the believer, talk is a currency. See, it's more than a currency. Talk is an agency for transformation. Because we are like our Father in heaven, who called forth those things that be not as though they were. Notice that he called them forth. He says, let there be light. The Bible says he called for light out of darkness. can Can you see that there is a pattern here? That in the seeming hardness, God will cause rivers to flow. In the seeming darkness, God God will cause light to flow. I'm speaking to somebody right now. You are in a situation, it looks like it is quirky. It looks like it is a a terrible, dangerous situation. But in darkness, God calls forth light to be. He does. He does. Recently, what I've discovered is that most times when God gives me a word of knowledge for somebody who recently just lost their job, He tells me to remind them, Listen, you don't need a job to be provided for. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You don't. You don't. When God says, I will provide for you, He's not depending on your job, sir. God fed the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness with manna from heaven. I want you to reason that out. 40 years. Do you know what that means? It means that some Israelites were born into a system where every morning their food fell from the skies. I mean, you... (laughs) As a 25-year-old, what is your normal? is that you wake up in the morning and you go out and you see food falling from the sky that is your normal believer normalize the supernatural in your life sir normalize it a lot of people will tell you eh, don't don't expect the supernatural all the time says who imagine do you know if you said that to the usual I'm like what are you saying for 40 years they wake up in the morning, look to the sky, and manna is falling. Quails are falling. Food is falling. That's how they eat. They are not thinking, oh, we need to go and hunt. Oh, we need to go. They, they were in a desert. There was nothing to hunt. Only sand. There, it was only, they could not cook sand, sir. <laughs> there was no even water. So, you are telling me that they are no man. Hey. Their normal was the supernatural, sir. In this period, the phrase, the new normal, is going on everywhere. Everybody uses that phrase to talk about how the negative occurrences should be normalized in our lives. But you are a believer. And the one thing that you can do is believe. (laughs) So while they are normalizing negativity, your new normal must be the supernatural. You must expect supernatural favor, sir. You must expect supernatural protection, sir. You must expect supernatural provisions, sir. You must expect supernatural leading. I know a couple of people that in this period, while everyone was being laid off, they were promoted. Because while you might call it the new normal to see negativity the new normal to see people out of jobs the you new know, listen don't say that you're a believer you are different learn to trust in god learn to trust in god listen let me tell you something if the sum total of your experiences as a as a believer are only dependent on logic and reasoning you have shortchanged yourself i'll say that again if the sum total of your experiences as a believer, a dependence only on logic and reasoning, you have shortchanged yourself, sir. You have deprived yourself of a glorious of, of, of glorious things that could have happened. Because for the believer, the miraculous is the new normal. Aha, uh-huh. the supernatural is the new normal. Think of Joseph. Oh, God says to this man, look at this desert. It's a large desert. Look at it. Now dig wells. What? Wells in the desert? How? Why? I'm not going to do that. It's not logical. That doesn't make any sense. Everybody is looking for a visa to leave the country. And God looks at you and says, you stay in Nigeria. Don't go anywhere and say, God, stay here. For what? doesn't make sense. Everybody's trying to go and do a master's in Canada. Everybody's trying to do a master's in the United States. Everybody's trying to do a master's in Australia, in Germany, in France, in all these countries. And God looks at you and says, My brother and my sister, I want you to go to uni. like go and do your masters in Nigeria. You say, God, masters, what future does that have for me? But understand something. You serve the God. Uh, there's an evil, there's an evil proverb that says, We serve the God who uses the baskets to fetch water just to disgrace the bucket. I don't know if he does it to disgrace the bucket, but I know that he can use a basket that has holes to fetch water and to be the most effective way. So what I've come here to do for you today, dear believer, is to stir up your faith. Stir up your faith in the fortress. Stare up your faith that the God you serve is a protector. Stare up your faith that the God you serve is a provider, sir. Stare up your faith that the God you serve is a master in turning impossible situations into possible. Don't give up easily. Where is your backbone? Matthew 24. Jesus prophesied doom for all of Jerusalem and said not even one of the elect will be harmed and that is exactly how it was. You mean an entire city fell and a sect of people all went unscathed, unhurt, on, they were unburnt, they didn't have a single problem, not one person lost a hair on his head. Why? Because God is a fortress. Aye, aye, aye. God is a fortress. God is my fortress. God is my keeper. God is my keeper. So David speaking said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. He says, My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the um, heavens and the earth. He said, He will not suffer my foot to be moved. He says, The sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. He will preserve my soul even forevermore. Hey! Look at David, a man who had a limited revelation of God, had this much confidence in God. Where is your God-fidence, my brother? Where is your God-fidence, my sister? Can you beat your chest and say, everybody around me might be getting the virus, but not me? Psalm 91. He says, look at this. (laughs) Psalm 81. He says, A thousand shall fall by thy side. Ten thousand by thy right hand. But they shall not come near you. Are you seeing that? Do you learn to put trust in the promises of God? You must. You absolutely have to. What I'm saying to you today is that put trust. Listen, say this after me. Say this, that it doesn't matter, say it out loud, it doesn't matter what the world is going through. My faith, my trust, and my experiences will only be determined by the abilities of God. I would only lack where God is lacking. (laughs) And if God does not lack, I will not lack. My family will not lack. Do you understand this? When you understand this, you now realize that when the devil brings apparent trouble, you laugh him in the face. You say, devil, I see what you are trying to do, but it won't work. It will not work, sir. This This is how I want you to think. This is how I want you to look at things as a believer. Stop looking. Stop looking here and there for solutions where solutions don't exist. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Don't look to man for solutions when man doesn't have solutions, sir. The world will tell you that this is not the time for prayer, but there is no better time to pray than now. The world will tell you this is not the time for you to be speaking positively. There is no better time to reaffirm the promises of god in your life than now no better time sir no better time favor is mine i'm favored listen favor is a real concept favor is a real concept one of the things jesus wanted us to know about god is that he's a provider so he fed five thousand men Fed 4,000 men. He fed 7,000 sir. So you know that God is a provider. God is a provider. And that's, that's a reality you must always wake up to. Helper, provider, healer, you are my daddy. Helper, provider, healer, you are my daddy. Hey! Listen, there is no sickness, none that God cannot heal, including COVID-19. COVID-19 is just the newest one. It's not the strongest. Are <laughs> you listening to what I'm saying? It's only the newest. It's not the strongest. So God, we heal it. He has healed it in several places, and he's healing it now. He's healing it now in the name of Jesus. I call that devil in the name of Jesus. He's healing it now. Healing it now. You must learn to have that amount of trust that the things that God is able to do, He will do it in your life. Because you see, faith comes from two things. Number one, understanding that God is able to do it and He's willing to do it. So if you know that He's able, then you must trust that He's willing. Hey, 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 God is willing. God is my provider. God is my protector. God provides for me. I the God oh, I the God who provides. I the God who calls for those things that be not as though they were. So it doesn't matter. Let me tell you something. You don't need money to be provided for. Are you listening to me? Uh uh-huh. You don't need money to be provided for. God can send ravens to take food to Elijah, which means God can do anything to provide for you. Hey. Hey! 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 Jesus was going to pay taxes. And then Jesus did not tell, he didn't start thinking, oh, he didn't start asking his ministry associates, what do we sell now to pay these taxes? No, no, no. Jesus was not saying, hmm, how do we, he said to Peter, go, catch fish, open the mouth of the fish, draw out the coin, go and pay. Why? God will use any means, any means necessary to take care of you. You must believe that. The problem is that the devil has told you otherwise, and so you can't even trust God. And so you can't receive by faith the things that he has given to you by grace. So they just lie hanging around. Things that have your name attached to them. Just hang around. Why? You won't receive by faith the things that God has said to you by grace. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Say this after me I serve the God of Isaac. I will dig wells in deserts. I serve the God of Moses. I will call forth water from dry rocks. Hey, I serve the God of Abraham. I will see a lamp for sacrifice at the top of a mountain. I said, The God of Joseph, I have prepared for troubles that may lie ahead. I said, The God of the disciples that regardless of turmoils and tumults that may result around me, I find protection. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Listen, I pray for you. You are provided for in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that the favor of the Lord will locate you where you are. Your businesses will find favor. Listen, I know that the world has said that economic recession is the new normal. I know that the world has said that lack is the new normal. But for you, dear believer, your new normal is provision. In the name of Jesus. With your eyes will you see the harm that is going on around, but it will not come near you. It will not come near you. It will not come near you. Nothing will touch your joy. I said nothing will touch your joy. You are provided for. You are provided for. In the name of Jesus. All oh, glory to God. Glory to God. In Jesus name we have prayed. All oh, glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Listen, Let me tell you something believer. There is so much that God has for you. Don't use your words. Don't use your words to downplay the power of God in your life. There was a famine in Israel. And the prophet came and said, by this time tomorrow, he said a measure of barley will cost this much. He said a measure of wheat will cost this much. And the, 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 the God said, it's not possible. It's not possible. The prophet said, you will see it, but you will not partake of it. Don't be like that God who when God is prophesying good things in the midst of wickedness and evil going on around, you say it's not possible. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Listen, let me tell you something. Your business can make millions where it has not made millions before in this period. I'm saying you can receive ideas for business, sir, that will catapult you into strange realms of provision. I'm telling you the truth. You have to believe. You have to believe. We, we don't walk by, by sight. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. In Jesus' name, I hope you've been blessed. I hope you were blessed. Listen, I want you to wake up every morning and I want you to recite Psalm 91. From verse 1 to at least verse 10. And every time you recite it, when you get to verse 2, you say it like you mean it. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge, he is my fortress, fortress. And when David said, "In him will I trust," you say you put your name in place of I. In him will Pastor Ogi trust? In him will Dominion trust? In him will David trust? In him will Tolu trust? In him will I trust? You lead your family to do the same. Hallelujah! And when the devil comes to you to make, he, he comes to put the problems. In front of you to tell you look at the problems you tell him in God will I trust. He is my fortress. In him I am provided for and I am protected. In Jesus name we have prayed. Amen and amen.